0: morning, 12 Hour Broker Podcast. <clears throat> West Coast Wiley here, feeling stuffy. Not sure what it is. Any guesses? <laughs> I'm not confirming it is. I have no idea. Anyways, um, Maisie's here. She's about to leave us for a couple days. She's going. We're going. We're going to take the kids to Edmonton. Yep. And everyone's like, why are you going to Edmonton? Well, we have young kids. They're six and seven. And part of their Christmas gift was to go to West Hampton Mall, which they don't know what that is, and go see an Oilers game, and to go see a bunch of family they haven't seen in five years. So, yeah, it's Edmonton, and it's freaking cold there, but we're going. Um, and we're quite looking forward to it. So we're heading out there for four four days. Maisie's going to the family she stays with, which she think likes more than our family, because they have a farm and dogs, so we don't. Anyways, okay, let's jump into it. So what I want to chat about today is this, I'm going to tell you a story. This is a personal story. This story is more geared towards probably if you're a newer agent and then it kind of moves into maybe if you're not a newer agent so much. But in dealing with a lot of newer agents recently over the past six, 12 months, um, and I get people reaching out all the time. They're like, hey, Ryan, like, I want to jump in. How do I do this? Like, there's a lot of people, especially with COVID, everyone thinks that the real estate industry, real estate and mortgage is like a cash grab from a career standpoint. Like, unfortunately, it's not. It's a great place to be, but it's not a play. Hey, I think I'm going to be a mortgage broker. And, hey, I think I'm going to be a realtor. Hey, I think I'm going to be both. Well, I drive an Uber. Right. This is literally what's going on. Um, and so I want to give you a story to let you know what I needed to do to get my career jump started with some mindset shifts I made. Okay, so when I first started out in this business, I was brand new to Toronto, so I had no, no, no network, no friends. Like I knew nobody. Okay, we moved here with no jobs, no, nothing, and this was in 2007. Okay, so you can't be like, "Hey, I don't have a big network." I don't. I didn't have one. Okay, I started out. I started serving at the keg, which was a gut check. I had to go backwards. Okay, started serving at the keg, to make some cash, we we're also saving up for a wedding. So I'd serve the keg, and I decided, hey, do I want to be a realtor or a mortgage broker? I knew I wanted, I loved real estate, and I wanted to go in that direction. I did some due diligence on both, and I decided I don't want to work evenings and weekends, and I want to be able to be incorporated. Um, Sounds like a mortgage agent is more of the path I'm going to go, so I'm going to go do that. Okay? Then I interviewed a bunch of mentors. And back then, it was really, really hard for someone to take you on because everyone held their cards so close to their chest. But I interviewed with a bunch, and there's one guy that... We just seemed to jive, and so we made a deal where I'm going to really help him out, and he's going to teach me, And I, but I had to show up every day, suit and tie, and kind of learn from him and just be a fly in the wall. It wasn't his job to, like, hold my hand. I was just there to absorb. So I did that. I had to go serve at nighttime now because we had bills to pay, and we're also saving for a wedding. Okay? And so I would go put a suit on, and I'd go downtown Toronto um, from 8 to 4.30 every day. And sometimes I wouldn't do much because I didn't know what to do. Sometimes I would sit there and absorb all the stuff of my mentor being on the phone and watch him in his process and just being blindsided by information. I had no idea what I was doing. Um, didn't think I could even talk to anyone. I had like that mentality. I like, I don't know. How can I go tell you I'm awesome? I don't even know what I'm doing. I literally don't know what I'm doing. I'm just going to sit here and absorb and try to help out where I can. That's where I shifted my mentality at the time, but I was still working at nighttime. So obviously I wasn't seeing my girlfriend at the time. Now my wife, I wasn't seeing her a lot and I could only be so effective during the day because man, I was working from five to usually 12 or one at night, every night. Right. And I'd work on weekends too. And so I was getting burnt out and probably 14, 15 months in, I wasn't doing so. I maybe closed two mortgages, I was kind of just fumbling around. And, but I was, I I knew deep down I wasn't doing the things I needed to do. The things I needed to do was go make relationships with realtors because that's what I was taught to do. That's what I'd seen other people do. I needed to go do that. I had no network. The only network I had was servers from the keg who had no money, right? They couldn't go buy a home. They had no income. Some of them had money, but they had no income on paper. So there's just, they couldn't go get a mortgage. But, and I only known them for so long. So I had zero network. I couldn't tap my network like most of you do have. Um, serving, my time, getting burnt out. We were, we were saving so diligently. We didn't have a lot of money. So every dollar counted. So on the weekends, if we wanted a bottle of wine, literally we'd roll our coins and go in and get like a $7.50 bottle of wine, liquor store. Like that's how tight it was, right? So I know a bunch of you, things are tight right now. I'm telling you, I was there this is one of those things. I'm, I'm telling you, I've been where you're at and nothing was handed to me. There was no business given over. There was no, um, you know, I had no, we had no safety net to fall on. It was sink or swim. Now, obviously we had no kids in play, which was a massive advantage, right? Kids in play would have been tough. Uh, but we didn't. Okay. So about 14, 15, 16 months in, I my girlfriend or wife now at the time, Say, like, what are you doing here? What are we doing? Like, you're a smart guy. I thought we'd be farther along here on the mortgage side. You can't keep working these two jobs. I never see you. This is not a life. Like, what's going on here? And she's like, I just want you to, like, bring in steady income. And that was, and I was like, okay. Even though I knew there was, like, this path to a lot of money, I couldn't see it. It seemed so far away. And so I said, okay, so this is what I did. And this will, for those of you that know me, this is kind of funny because you realize this is not me. I said, I'm just going to go into the trades and I'm going to go find a trade. And the cleanest trade I could find was an electrician, a spark sparky. I'm going to go do that. And I'm going to pull in my 60, 70, 80, 90 grand a year, because then we can start a family and we have guaranteed money coming in and blah, blah, blah. And so I went and did my research and realized I needed someone to sponsor me. And so in order to get someone to sponsor me, it was like this, this vicious circle. I needed someone to sponsor me to go get like for apprenticeship to get, but they wouldn't do it until I had the apprenticeship. Like, I don't know. There's something where it was like just this circle and I couldn't find anyone that was willing to take a gamble on me. Cause I had no, I didn't know what the screwdrivers were. I didn't tell them that, but I'm like, I didn't, had no experience. It was very hard to find someone. Luckily it was very hard. And so I sort of sat back and I was like, geez, like What's so hard about what I can do over here? Like trying to become a mortgage agent, a successful one. Like, what am I not doing here? What's it costing me? And me not getting out of my comfort zone, which was contacting realtors and getting in front of them because they have instant access to deals and they've got their database and I didn't have one. Like, that's where I needed to go. But so I, I would rather go to school and lock myself into an $80,000 a year job the rest of my life and just hate my life and work outside in the cold and this and this and, and have like a ceiling on what I can earn and really do stuff that I don't really care about. I'm willing to go and do all of that for the next 20, 30 years because I don't want to go pick up the phone or walk into a real estate office. Like man up, like it's time. And so I started to sit there and it just kind of hit me like a ton of bricks one day. I was like, wow, okay, this is what I need to do. I need to put myself out. And I always do this, right? And then I sit back and I go, like, this isn't hard. Like, what we're doing here as mortgage agents right now, especially after doing it, like, it's not hard. It's all stuff you learn to do and you do it. What's hard is, like, being a roofer. That's hard. Being, I've done roofing, did it for a summer. It was the worst job I've ever had. Doing landscaping outside of time, that's hard. Remember, first time I did, first day I did that, I'm like, how do you do this all day? And the guy said, who'd obviously been doing it for a long time, Just said, just shut your brain off and mow. And I was like, God, I quit the first day. I was like, I can't do that. But that's hard, right? Any of these jobs that is out there where these people are grinding away, especially out in the cold, and then the summer out in the blistering heat, like that's hard. What we do is Mickey Mouse, right? Sitting in your office with your sweatpants on, making phone calls to realtors, going on a Zoom call, learning lender guidelines, you know, learning how to do your discovery call right, building out budgets, building... Like, this is Mickey Mouse stuff we're doing. It has a big impact for people and it helps a lot of people out, but it's not hard. So you have to change your mindset on what's hard and what's not, and I didn't do that early on in my career. When I did, I burned all boats. When I did, I quit the keg. Nothing to fall back on except for my commission. Right, which is like a three, four month delay, anyways, by the time you get someone in the sales cycle and then you get paid. But I did it. And all of a sudden, my survival skills kicked in. Right, stuff I've been doing my whole life, surviving. A lot of you haven't. So you don't have that perspective. Right, so you think if you keep things cushy, things are handed to you, or things you're kind of playing in that safe zone where you're not doing the hard things. And you're you're hedging your bets by having other careers, um, or having you know your spouse work a job that brings in money, and then you take care of the kids, and then also try to build a mortgage business on the side. It's like no, no, no. Have your spouse work her, his, or her job. You go. You don't take care of kids. You put them in daycare. You get a nanny, and you go become a mortgage agent. I'm giving you an example, here. I'm just letting you know perspectives. Everything, what we do is not hard versus the alternative. The alternative is hard, right? Rolling coins to pay for wine, that was hard. Budgeting every time we went out to the grocery store and having to look at, like, what we were going to buy and, like, actually, like, having a budget going to the grocery store, like, that's hard. Being a single parent and raising kids, well, you know, working two jobs, that's hard. Being a mortgage agent, you can work 20, 30, 40 hours a week and make six-figure-plus, well above that. Like, this is not hard. Just in your head, you're telling it is because you don't want to do the uncomfortable things, and so, and you have to burn the boat. So once I burned the boat, my career changed. I was all—I didn't have a choice. I woke up all day at four thirty. There was no restaurant to go to. There was no two, three hundred dollars in tips. Right, that was gone. So it was just, what did I do during those hours? Oh, hey, I'll probably work later now too. I don't have to be somewhere. Right? That's burning all boats. So you have to look at yourself in the mirror and decide, are you willing to burn all boats or are you just going to half-ass this and then trick yourself into thinking you're actually doing it Right, and trick your significant other or whoever's in your life that you're actually doing this, your parents, boyfriend, girlfriend, kids, I don't know, like who are you lying to? So eventually you got to look yourself in the mirror and get real and go like, am I putting my big boy pants on and doing this? And if not, there's no shame. You shut her down. You go. Go do one of those hard jobs. Go have a hard life. Right? Maybe it'll be decently comfortable, but it'll be nothing like you could create in the mortgage world. I'll tell you that. Even if you're not a good mortgage broker, like let's just say you're not good at it, because a lot of people just aren't good at it, they still do well. They still do better than the hard jobs. Right. So I want to share this with you because like I wasn't always doing a bunch more. I was where a lot of you are and still are like right now. I was there and it wasn't too long ago. Right. A little over a decade ago. So I've been there. I know the mindset that you have. And I had to like get real and go, what's the alternative? Like, am I not going to be able to live? in a home in a nice neighborhood to raise a family because I didn't want to pick up the phone to call a realtor. Is that what I'm going to tell my soon to be wife, why we can't do this and why we're going to have to make certain choices in our lives because we don't have the money to do the other things because daddy didn't want to pick up the phone. Like, is that literally what it is? I didn't want to pick up the phone. So now I'm impacting all of these people's lives that all have my last name. Because I didn't want to pick up the phone, right? Or I didn't want to get out of bed early to do X, Y, and Z, right? So there you go. I wanted to share that with you. Um, Mindset's king. Like, mindset's everything. It seriously is. Like, without the mindset, if you're going into this thinking you have nothing to offer someone, it's very, you have an imposter syndrome. It's very, very hard for you to get your career going. So you have to dig deep within yourself and figure out why are you different how can you actually help people like save them from themselves? Like I'm here to tell you with just very little training at the, at the front end of being a mortgage agent, you're already better than the advice that they're getting walking into a bank. Okay. So if you can get your head believing that, and if not, you need to focus on that. You need to break down your, your value propositions that you're bringing to the table. Like, what are they? And then you need to believe in them. And then that will, give you belief to go approach people to tell them why you're different and your value propositions. When you're starting out, like you're going to go create these, but it could be your communication just kicks ass. I've kick ass communication. My turnaround time on response time, keeping the clients involved, close on time mortgages. Like I'll make sure you have a team behind you. If you're at a brokerage, you have a team behind you. You can use them to help you believe, right? You've got the support you've got. Um, if you do budgeting for your clients and you walk it through video, hey, I tell a story. I tell your clients a story, and I give them confidence to be able to understand all the moving parts, all the numbers, and then to put offers in and be comfortable with their decision. Like, I give people confidence to do that. But I, it's because I show them. I don't tell them. I show them stuff. All right. So you have to come up with whatever your value adds are. And it can't be I have access to 15 lenders. That those days are gone where that's a value add. Everybody does. I know the banks don't. But just don't say it. that's not I don't believe it. Even saying that right now, I never tell clients because I, I don't believe that. I do have access to them, but I'll tell you right now, I don't use them. So I can't go tell you that I have I, I have access, but it's just I feel like I'm lying to myself and you. But my other value adds are I have one point of contact. You have my cell number. I'll pick it up. Right. That's something you can have right out of the gate. It's my cell number. You pick it up. I'm not going anywhere. The bank, you don't know who you're dealing with. Sally might be there today. You don't know if Sally's going to be there in four or five months. I'm not going to cross sell you on a bunch of stuff. I'm an expert at mortgages. I'm not teaching. I'm showing you how to get a credit card or asking you for a credit card and, you know, the insurance and house insurance and car insurance and loans and like RSP law. Like, I don't do that. I don't want to. I can't be an expert at everything. I'm an expert at mortgages. Me and my team, we rock at them. So that's what I do. Right? So when you start reciting that stuff back to yourself, you start talking about it, what you, how you're different. Now that's just going to come through in how you talk to others and they're going to start believing you. And then the business starts coming in or at least the opportunities for business start coming in. Okay. So I wanted to share that with you. That's it. Um, more of a mindset thing today. I've been where you're at. Um, it's not fun. And there's a better way to do it. Okay, Um, five texts a day, kids, because it works. Peace out. This is an I Love Mortgage Brokering production.